This is a Socialist News and Views special report. I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis. On today's special report, we'll be talking about political prisoners. In the second part of the show, we will have a clip of some of the contributions from the Glenn Ford Memorial Gathering, which was held last month after the death of the legendary journalist Glenn Ford. With today's report about political prisoners, it makes sense to talk about prisoners in general, I think, as well as criminal justice statistics, which should probably be called prison industrial complex statistics. According to Sentencing Project, Org, there has been a 500% increase in people sitting in prisons and jails in the past 40 years. Most of the increase is related to changes in law and policy, it says, and not in relation to crime rate increases. That is despite ever-increasing evidence that incarceration is not as effective as a means to achieve public safety. The result of the so-called war on drugs has been a dramatic increase in persons incarcerated for drug offenses just under 41,000 in 1980, and over 430,000 in 2019. Drug offenses account for nearly half of those incarcerated in the federal prison system. Sentencingproject.org also highlights how black men are six times as likely to be incarcerated as white men. Because most people age out of crime, expensive and lengthy sentences are unwarranted, harmful, and costly. While the United States constantly chides other countries about human rights, according to prisonpolicy.org, the U.S. has the highest incarceration rate of any country in the world, saying, quote, we spend about $182 billion every year, not to mention the significant social cost to lock up nearly 1% of our adult population, end quote. Graphs on prisonpolicy.org highlight how state policy primarily drives mass incarceration. Prison populations also create a huge problem when it comes to research and planning for democratic functions. According to Brent Staples on theprisonpolicy.org, quote, there are many ways to hijack political power. One of them is to draw state or city legislative districts around large prison populations and pretend that the inmates are legitimate constituents, end quote. This means many individuals arrested in cities are then housed in more rural areas. This gives undue influence to many of those counties based on population data, which includes large numbers of incarcerated individuals. There is some slight good news, which is that according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics, COVID-19 saw a 25% drop in people in local jails. This is on top of some other very recent reductions in incarceration in certain areas. But race is still a huge factor in who goes to jail. According to the Bureau of Prisons, black people are over 38% of those incarcerated in federal facilities. But according to census data, they made up only 12.4% of the U.S. population in 2020. This brings us to juvenile incarceration, another thing the U.S. state is good at. According to ACLU, about 60,000 youth i.e. under 18, are incarcerated in the United States. Often these young people are behind bars for crimes that wouldn't even be an offense if they were an adult. From Human Rights Watch, quote, a Texas Public Policy Foundation study found that in the U.S. in 2010, 
Over 6,000 children were detained for acts such as truancy, running away from home, underage drinking, and curfew violations, end quote. According to the Juvenile Law Center, children in prisons are also subject to solitary confinement for 22 to 24 hours a day. Many people around the globe consider solitary confinement as a form of torture. Even capital punishment for juveniles in the United States existed until March 2, 2005, when the U.S. Supreme Court ruled it unconstitutional in Roper v. Simmons. Since everything has a political basis under capitalism, one could almost call every prisoner a political prisoner. But according to Workers.org, the website of the Workers' World Party, quote, the term political prisoner has special resonance because it is used to refer to those revolutionary soldiers who were specifically targeted for threatening the existence of this rotten, unjust system, end quote. It goes on, quote, to identify an incarcerated worker as a political prisoner is to say that the state went to extraordinary lengths and expended special resources to concoct a reason to lock them away from their comrades and community, end quote. Some high-profile examples of political prisoners would be individuals like Leonard Peltier and Mumia Abu-Jamal. You can find a list of political prisoners on the website for the Alliance for Global Justice at afgj.org slash politicalprisonersusa. These prisoners include Black Panther Party members as well as water protectors, among others. Political prisoners are often either convicted based on fabricated evidence by the state or given arbitrarily long sentences for crimes far beyond the typical sentence to prevent them from ever organizing again. There are many resources online to find out how and where to send letters to political prisoners and other incarcerated peoples. Mumia Abu-Jamal encourages folks to find out more about the situation of the incarcerated and show solidarity by writing letters to prisoners. You can find information on freemumia.com and jerichomovement.com. Details in the show notes. And now we go to the clip from the Glenn Ford Memorial Gathering. The memorial gathering for Glenn Ford was held on Saturday, September 18th, 2021 in New York City at the Riverside Church. Glenn Ford was the founder and day-to-day operator of Black Agenda Report, which is news, commentary, and analysis from the Black left, among a long history of other journalistic achievements. The clip we will play starts with a song by singer Lucy Murphy, who is briefly followed by Glenn Ford's daughter, Tanya Rutherford, Mumia Abu-Jamal, a recording of Glenn Ford's own words, and then his daughter speaking again briefly at the end. I'm going to ask you to repeat the words after me. If one of us is chained, none of us are free. So if you will just, I'm going to give you a line and, uh, and give it back to me. None of us are free. None of us are free. None of us are free. If one of us is chained, none of us are free. 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 If one of us is chained, none of us are free. Let's do it all together. None of us are free. None of us are free. None of us are free. If one of us is chained, none of us are free. 
You better listen, my brother. If you do, you can hear there are voices still calling across the years. They are crying across the ocean. They are crying across the land. And they will till we all come to understand. None of us are free. None of us are free. None of us are free. If one of us is chained, none of us are free. There are people in darkness. They just can't see the light. If we don't say it's wrong, then that says it's right. We got to feel for each other. Let our brothers know we're here. Got to get the message. Send it out all loud and clear. None of us are free. None of us are free. None of us are free. If one of us is chained, none of us are free. Well, I swear to you, salvation isn't very hard to find. None of us can find it on our own. We got to join together, spirit, heart, and mind. So all the souls who are suffering know they're not alone. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. None of us are free. Let's do some more oohs. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. None of us are free. Well, I swear to you, salvation isn't very hard to find. None of us can find it on our own. We got to join together, spirit, heart, and mind. So all the souls who are suffering know they're not alone. If you just look around you, you're gonna see what I say that the world is getting smaller each passing day. And it's time to make some changes. It's time we all realize that the truth is shining right before our eyes. None of us are free. None of us are free. None of us are free. If one of us is chained, none of us are free. 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 If one of us is chained, none of us are free. Thank you for that. The first tribute this afternoon is a particularly special one. It is from Mumia Abu-Jamal. My father had the pleasure of interviewing him in person in prison for Black Agenda Radio. 
After Mumia, we will hear a speech from Glenn in which he urges us not to forget our political prisoners. He implores us to say their names while they are alive. Glenn Ford, Black Rio, and journalist remembered. For readers and listeners across America and around the world, the name Glenn Ford was not a strange one. For they read and heard the voice of a man who felt the heartbeats and sensed their rage. Perhaps best known as co-founding the influential Black Agenda Report, Ford began his journey to journalism when he was hired at a black radio station in Georgia, owned by the great musician and entrepreneur James Brown. Most workers at such stations not only are paid poorly, but must work doing a variety of jobs. Ford doubled me over in gut clinching laughter when he told me that he came to work one day only to find the sales and advertising staff cutting grass. Why were they cutting the grass? Because Mr. Brown had told them to do so. Mr. Brown also suggested that Ford use the name Ford on the air instead of his birth name, Rutherford, because Ford was easier for listeners to remember. Glenn Ford was a journalist who wrote his copy with fire and passion. He loved black people. He was a fierce and independent anti-imperialist, and he lashed the black political class who failed to protect and fight for black life. He joined the Black Panther Party in his youth and became a socialist in his adult years. He saw 71 springtimes before returning to his ancestors. From Imprisoned Nation, this is Mumia Abu-Jamal. These commentaries are recorded by Prison Radio. The Black Liberation Movement was brought to a stop by the state with the collaboration of this rising Black political class. We would not even see a glimmer of a mass Black grassroots movement for two generations. When we still had a movement that demanded free Huey and free Bobby and free Angela, those particular political prisoners were released. But after the movement was shut down, scores of other political prisoners were left to die in the gulag. Meanwhile, the new class of Black Democratic leaders became the managers of the mass Black incarceration regime. Instead of defending Black people's interests and Black human rights, this class defended the system 
that criminalized black people as a group. They were proud to serve the infernal machinery that condemned the best and the brightest of our activists and thinkers to die in American dungeons. For two generations, there was no black grassroots mass movement in the United States. But the black street never stopped resisting, even without a radical political leadership. The Los Angeles Rebellion of 1992, the Rodney King Rebellion, registered a higher death toll and more property damage than any urban uprising of the 60s. And a generation after Rodney King, our young people rebelled again in the wake of Michael Brown's murder in Ferguson. And this year, they scared the hell out of the state in cities across the country in response to COVID-19 and economic depression. Unprecedented numbers of people were in the streets with young black folks in the leadership. But in those protests, we didn't hear, and we still don't hear, demands for the release of our political prisoners. They call for abolition of prisons, but that's a long-term goal. But many of our political prisoners have already died, and the rest are old. They can't wait for abolition. The failure of Black Lives Matter demonstrations to demand freedom for all political prisoners is unacceptable and must be criticized. The current movement makes a ritual of saying the names of the recent dead, the victims of police violence. And that is righteous and it is correct. Say their names, but also we must say the names of our political prisoners, the political prisoners who are still alive. So we are going to say those names. We're going to go down the list that is published by the Jericho Movement. Abdul Aziz, Virgin Islands Five. Mumia Abu-Jamal, Black Panther Party. Sundiata Akoli, Black Panther Party and Republic of New Africa. Imam Jamil Alamin. Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, Jalil Mutakim, Black Panther Party and Black Liberation Army, Joseph Bowen, a U.S. political prisoner, Baranza Bowers, Black Panther Party, Kojo Bomani Sababu, Black Liberation Army, Fred Mohammed Burton, a U.S. political prisoner, Byron Shane Chubbuck, First Nation political prisoner, Bill Dunn, a class war prisoner. Romaine Chip Fitzgerald, a U.S. political prisoner. David Gilbert, anti-imperialist political prisoner. Jeremy Hammond, anarchist and computer hacker political prisoner. Hanif Shabazz Bey, Virgin Islands Five. Alvaro Lunez Hernandez, Chicano political prisoner. And Kamau Sadiki, Black Panther Party. And that's only a partial listing. Political prisoners are being created all the time because wherever there is political struggle that threatens the state, there will be political prisoners and political casualties. We must say their names while they're still alive to hear us. Say their names while it can still do some good for the living. Say their names because we owe them a debt that can only be repaid by a lifetime of service to the people, as our political prisoners have already done.
free them all, power to the people. Yes, say their names. You know, my father was an activist, and the root of that word is active. I encourage you to treat this like you would treat a rally or a march. Be active. Participate. Would you sit quietly at a rally? <laughs> no. So I ask you that after each person ends their tribute today, I invite you to affirm the speaker by saying, power to the people. So let's practice. Power to the people. All right. So Power to the people. You can find the link to the full memorial in the show notes. That's all we have. Thanks for listening. This has been a Socialist News and Views special report.